water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and affiliated to Bending the Elements, a novice leaders podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Caleb, how are you doing at the moment? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to jump into this episode here. You always say that, and yet that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the episode we're discussing today is Book 3, Chapter 4, Sokka's Master, written by the old Tim Hedrick and directed by our old pal Giancarlo Volpe, yet again. With animation services provided by JM Animation. Oh, and it's obvious right from the start. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right on that. Wouldn't it be funny if we just like skipped chapter like four and just went to five? Uh, oh, is this a, is this a negative sign for this episode here? Maybe you don't. Uh... No, of course not. I'm just saying like you, you you say like today we'll be jumping into chapter four. It's just like what if we like skipped and like made everybody mess up or it, it made everybody peeved off? Oh, we'd be getting letters. Uh, our whole our mailboxes will be bursting with letters of complaints. Yep. No, many like uh, much like, you know, hated email or whatnot. Yeah. If you got any hate mail to direct it, your two hosts here, send it to TNE Bending the Elements at gmail.com. Attention, Isaac. Please. I. You know what? I'm not going to say that. Never mind. That was bad. <laughs> I was dead. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, but I guess I'll, I'll jump into the summary here and then we can, yeah, leap into the episode. We begin this episode with Sokka in his feels. He finds himself feeling useless after watching the rest of the gang use their bending abilities to thwart a fire started by a falling meteor. Katara decides to take him on a minor shopping spree to try and lift his spirits, but instead of finding a new weapon to ease his troubles, Sokka becomes inspired when he learns a local swordsmaster lives in the town, and goes off to meet him, requesting to be his student. And Master Piando asks Sokka to explain why he's worthy of his training. But, to Piando's surprise, Sokka says he doesn't know if he is worthy. In appreciating Sokka's unorthodox candor, he agrees to train the student. But training Sokka doesn't come easy, as with each task Piando presents to the Water Tribe Traveler, he meets with an equally unorthodox response. But instead of frustration, Piando sees the ingenuity within Sokka's madness and the potential within it. Sokka shows his strengths and rapidly progresses to the point where he's allowed to forge his own sword. But in the Sokka way, he finds the standard materials not fitting to his style and decides to use the meteor rock they discovered at the start of the episode instead. He returns to the gang, who help him bend carry the meteor back to Piando's dojo. The sword is forged, but it seems just in time for betrayal, as Sokka reveals that he'd been lying to the master about being from the Fire Nation, and a fight between the two ensues. Sokka puts up a good fight, but proves to be no match for his master. But as Piando takes the victory, it turns out this was a final test from the master, who knew all along that Sokka was not of the Fire Nation. And realizing that he's been traveling with the Avatar, he reaffirms the strengths Sokka brings to the group and encourages him to keep training. And that's how we end Sokka's Master. Oh, and P.S. We also see Iroh getting some gains in his jail cell. 
Uh, thank you for that, sir. Now, let us turn our attention to our physically or digitally, legal or, legally or illegally purchased copies of this show. And please press play at timestamp zero right now. Yes. What do we say about the intro at this point after so many... Uh... So many episodes. I believe this is our forty-seventh. Oh, oh, trust me, we will, we will always come up with something new. I guess, like, I'd like to state, like, maybe this. You can cut this if you have to, but I wonder what like the Netflix opening is going to look like. Oh boy, I am curious, absolutely curious. And I'm also curious as to see what the intro for the uh, series after Core is going to look like. Oh boy, yeah, you're getting me Another hyped. Opening. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think they've released character designs for them, anyways. Whistler Sun. Whistler Sun, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to get to that stuff and very tentatively excited, but very nervous about the Netflix one. But it's a story for another day. <laughs> well, because they're not saying anything about it as of this moment. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm so nervous is how long has it just been sitting in silence back there? Yeah. Hey, it's the uh, Order of the uh, Pie Show Gang. Yeah, they're in the previously on here, so that means that they're probably going to be featured. I wonder how. Hey, kids, remember this? <laughs> yeah, from ages ago. Yeah, several orders and whatnot. Ooh, a meteor shower. Yeah, but we open up here with, yeah, it's the start of Smallville. Smallville season one, and here's our crew still in their Fire Nation getup as they're, uh, I guess, enjoying the enjoying the show. Um, I mean, like, I think just, I guess, yeah, it's their Fire Nation getup, but like, it's their getup for the rest of the, well, not rest of, but like the next little bit as they're in the Fire Nation. <laughs> yeah it's just nice to see them so switched up after this whole show up to this point oh well yeah i know it's like they're all in different garbs it's like what you kind of always want to see i guess a lot of people wanted like them to be changing as well in the previous season mm. it's just like what would ang look like if he was in the earth King? i mean i guess we technically had a student costume that he could yeah. have kept but every now and again they would like dress up a little bit for something but yeah, we see this this meteor shower. One of them hits a, I think it's a field nearby, and yeah, starts inflaming, inflaming the ground. Yeah, it kind of gets a little too close. Yeah, too close for comfort. Yeah, and the the group of benders go at it. They're trying to put it out. You know, they're all using their different abilities, and a couple little sparks fly by Sokka and land on Momo. And you know, Sokka he tries to use his abilities too. He just kind of hitting it with this his weapon there, but. Yeah, not nearly as effective as their abilities there. I would say that they don't, the sparks don't go on Momo, they go near Momo. Uh, and he quits, quickly puts them out, and Sokka's like, you know, focused on this one, like, you know, burning piece of grass uh, with his club there. And yeah, Mo, to much of his displeasure, he's like, oh, for pit sakes, Momo, why? Don't show me yeah. up here. Because <laughs> it's that episode where Sokka feels useless. Yep, he's in his fields, he's, he's watching them go to action. And he's just sitting there, just, you know, feeling impotent on the side. So that's too bad. Oh, no, he's he's being a he's being a Momo watcher. Yeah, even Momo, if he was Momo's only sitting there to be kind to him. Usually he'd be right in the action, you know, taking it down, looking for some food while he's at it. But yeah, so that's our little opening there, kind of setting up the, the conflict for Sokka. You can see his little pouty face at the end there. So we'll see how they develop that. I love his little like face he gives as tough and anger earthbending where he's just like he's just on the side like yep just going through the motions yeah 
it's like it, it, you see all this like wonderful display of bending that's like at 0256 he's just like sitting there for the show he's like many people would be dazzled by this but he's just like yeah it's mundane i've seen this before yeah completely bored now, by the way i don't know if you can manage to get to this image that i'm looking at right now but oh boy it's it's something and that would be it's at 324 okay i'm getting there yeah it's an image of a darkened room just a tiny little sliver of light coming onto a very creepy looking face <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna talk about uh i thought, I thought you were gonna like just want to discuss about you know the cool uh effect that ang did where he did this bending technique where he combines both air bending or i think it's more water bending than air bending but he like blasts the water everywhere and he creates snow thought you would have liked that piece no i thought that was cool too <laughs> yeah i did like that bit yeah and i even liked the uh like just the blocks of ground being just like folded over onto each other that uh toff was doing oh yeah i see yeah <laughs> through oh three i'm at 325 but yeah i know what you mean where he kind of looks like a monkey he actually looks like uh and not a monkey an ape excuse me he looks like one of the apes yeah. from uh the original planet of the apes i could see that but the eyes look especially like just creepy in the light and it's like ooh, what a spooky image <laughs> yeah and who's this person we're talking about we're talking about uncle iroh uh, we're back in the prison cell yes yeah, we finally get a spotlight on him after, yeah, four episodes. And unlike the last one where he was, you know, putting up a strong front with Zuko, always being very deliberate in, you know, kind of not acknowledging him. We see this guard coming in to bring Iroh his his dinner here. And he's got a different kind of front that he's putting up with him. Yeah, what, what, what's this he's doing? Kind of acting... I don't know, like one would say pathetic and or like, like he needs to, he hasn't eaten for like a very long time and he's not acting himself where he's like acting almost rapid in a way. Yeah. Bestial. There we go. That's the word. Yeah. He's, he's drooling. He, he's licking it off the ground almost like he's, yeah. And the guards disgusted. He's like, wow, look at you. Like you're just this, you turn into an animal and yeah, it is sad. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, it's it is really sad seeing that in the case of just like you know we've seen this man. He's had a lot of dignity. He has no remember. This is the same guy who said it's not. There's no. There is honor in being poor. I'm probably paraphrasing, but he said that, and it's just like seeing him kind of like you know go away from that and kind of just like groveling for food. It just seems ah, it doesn't seem right until. Yeah. Until the guy turns around, he spits on the ground. He's like, "You're a disgrace." And then once he leaves, Ira looks up and wipes the hair out of his face and has a little smirk. And then we get a hint of like his old theme coming in in the music as he sits up and eats it by hand. Oh, yeah. No, with with dignity. Uh, it would seem this is an elaborate ruse. He's playing a long game. Yeah. And by the way, I, I, I understand why they wouldn't put in this detail, but I did look around the, the cage and I was like, where's his little, you know, bathroom bucket? You figured they put that in there. <laughs> Uh, maybe they took it out i'm not like but that's that's a good like i guess a little eye for detail i wasn't thinking that but like i also assumed like he they didn't give him one i just always think about that whenever i see people imprisoned in cages in movies i'm always like where's their bathroom bucket in there yeah maybe they like take him out somewhere i have, I have no idea maybe yeah maybe it was just in the middle of the transition they, they take it out they bring the food then they bring it back one can hope but <laughs> Uh, but see, yeah, we, we cut away from that. We'll see what's going on with Iroh a little bit later. 
But first we have to cut back to, I guess, this little Fire Nation village. And the gang are kind of reminiscing about, especially Toph is like, oh man, you know, it, the, the one thing that sucks about us being anonymous is that I can't get the uh, the praise that I'm looking for. I love that praise of, of being a hero. I think she even says being worshipped. <laughs> trying to remember now, did she? Like, I mean, I guess like when they helped get Hope and her family across Serpent's Pass, I mean, sure, that was thanks, but like it was more of a humble thanks in a way. Maybe that's the same thing she's talking about. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, being being praised for for saving people, you know, maybe that gives her some satisfaction for doing the job. Validation. Yeah. Because I mean, think about her. She's kind of a I mean, when we first met her, she was a little bit of a selfish, you know, jerk a little bit. So maybe the praise boosts her up and gives her motivation to help people. Yeah, I guess she's uh, she's she's going back to and pulling from her time in the wrestling or the sorry, the uh, the, the Earth Rumble six. Oh, yeah. Feeding off the audience. That's exactly right for a performer. There you yeah. go. Yeah. She needs it, man. She needs it or else. Yeah, I and mean, while they're kind of reminiscing, Sokka's over there sitting on his own and he's he's not happy. He's like boohoo heroes, you know, poor heroes. It's like, look at you guys over there sitting with your privilege where I'm just sitting over here like a big lump. Can't do anything. <laughs> oh, what is that? I hear a small uh, the world's tiniest violin. Oh, boy, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I think May's in the background there. Yeah, my May's in the is in the area now. I can see speaking of in the area in the background at 0415. We saw this like when we kind of saw the uh, the big wide shot of the uh, we saw that in in that shot uh, of the town. Um, mm. But here at 0415, excuse me, we see uh, in the foreground, I guess, uh, we see a house. We see a house. Just upon a, a hill? Upon a hill, exactly. Just, yeah. just a little notes there for like, I didn't notice that the first time. I'm just noticing that now. So anyways, continuing on. Yeah, it's a pretty little town. I, I like the layout of it on this big hill. I really do as well. Uh, Sako, what's what's got what's got him in the dumps, Caleb? Why is, why is he in the dumps? Well, you know, he's just feeling, uh, he's feeling a little bit, like I mentioned earlier, like incompetent. Like he's he's surrounded by these superheroes in his view, people who can do all these amazing abilities to, you know, put out fires. They can fly up in the air, you know, and, and all he can do is just kind of, in his point of view, sit on the side and you know not help. And he's he's not being really fair to himself. I mean, we've seen this season, and basically all of book two as well. I mean, this this the strength of Socket to the team is his great brain brain bending abilities. He's always coming up with plans. He's got his schedule that he usually likes to keep too, which we'll discuss during this episode. I think he's uh, had a little bit of brain f- fog surrounding the schedule thing. But so yeah, that's, that's what's gone down. Uh, yes, you say that. Eh? Interesting. Um, but yeah, I know it's like Tara's like, I I don't know how to read maps. You're, you're good at reading maps. Toph's like, I can't read it all. Yeah. Aang's like, Who's going to keep us with, uh, who's going to humor us with all those sarcastic, sarcastic comments you make? Uh, it's like just breaking him down literally into like what he, what he's like good for the team. Yeah. Yeah. But he, you know, it's not good enough for him, which by the way, that's the second, or actually I think the third blind choke in this episode. Cause when they were commenting about how beautiful the, uh, meteor shower was and then Toph's line was, uh, ah, uh, when you see nothing, you've seen it all, you know, <laughs> or when you, something like that. And then when the one was coming down to the earth, I think it was Aang who was like, that's the prettiest nothing you've never seen. 
<laughs> so it's like crap. <laughs> I mean, like I feel like that was working off of her, but again, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Like, oh man, some of these blind jokes. I don't know how they'd fly today, but uh, you wonder if they'll bring them into like the Netflix series <laughs> or not. Yeah, I imagine they won't, but but most of them do land. I think a lot of them are funny. But um, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what does kind of land though is uh, Ang's joke over Katara's hair. I mean, also with, what's up with that? Except for when Katara is like, "What is about it? I don't know. What's 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 what was wrong with it? I don't. I, did, did I like die it again, or what, what happened here?" Yeah, it definitely lands, but not in the way he was hoping. It's yeah, giving her a complex. But Sokka, yeah, he. You know, he's like, okay, I get that you guys are trying to cheer me up, but it's not going to help because you guys are so amazing. And I'm just the, you know, the guy who's just bland. Like, I'm I'm just regular. Yeah, I'm a man with a plan. And uh, you all guys are just, you know, not with that. It's kind of like, you know, they're, they're like a four-man squad, right? It's kind of like the, mm-hmm. if you remember the, the characters from the Borland series where you had... I guess with the first one you had, what was it? Mordecai, you had um, Lilith, you had um, uh, Roland, and then what was the last guy's name? Oh, um, yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, Brute? No. Um, geez, what was his name? Why did I think Chud? I don't know why that's... Uh, <laughs> what, what the hell was I thinking of that? But anyways, my point is is that uh, with, with, with those guys... Brick, I think his name was Brick. Um the uh no roland was kind of like the de facto leader of that squad and you know all he had was like you know just a, a turret like all he could do was deploy a turret whereas like Lilith could you know create this had these superpowers that she could lock some or no that she could like travel to another dimension to like run real fast in brick was like you know this huge guy with like super strength and whatnot and could like wall up people and mordecai was like the sniper or this marksman excuse me with his like cool uh griffin or or eagle or whatever his his hawk friend uh in his valkyrie so it's like yeah you have those eccentric guys and then you have roland who's the leader but it's like yeah just because you know roland is i don't know good at with turrets and most guns, it's like, doesn't mean that he doesn't have, didn't have skills. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, they even tried to remind Sokka, but he's just, yeah, like we mentioned, not really accepting it, but Katara thinks she has another way to kind of, you know, distract him from this, this little, um, what would you call it? <laughs> Self pity parade or something. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, woe is me. Self doubt. Um, just down in the dumps, yeah. um, bore, extreme boredom, somewhat mayhaps be, could be depression. I don't know. Yeah, she decides that the best thing to cure Sokka's woes is to hit up the mall. It's time to go shopping. So evidently, um, Brian Kanitsko told us in the blind, or in the, yeah, in the blind bandit that one of, uh, Sokka's hobbies, favorite hobbies is shopping. I could kind of see that now because, mm. you know, he didn't really have malls or stores or whatnot when he's in the South Pole. So, of course, he'd probably kind of, in a way, take his, take up culture. Mm-hmm. I guess he technically had that also when we uh, had the, was it the, the scroll, the water bending scroll, where he was inside that pirate uh, ship and he was uh, perusing around with their goodies and um, wares. But anyways, and here, yeah, we go to a weapons shop. Yep, and yeah, he's he's jumping right into it. He's looking for new ways that he can kind of bring some some new flair to his his fighting techniques. And he tries out uh some nunchucks. Yeah, two section staff as they're called. Mm. Uh, 
call them like two section, I guess, sticks, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's he's doing the thing. He's doing the Lee move. He's doing the Bruce Lee moves. Uh, of course, it ends like most people would, where they like eventually just flap their head, uh, the, the nunchuck on their head at the end, which is like, ouch. Yeah, that's clearly a botch. And yeah, he moves on. But before we see what he picks next, we get a little bit of a side tangent with with Aang. He's been getting the shopping action too, and he's been he's been looking at some some covers of some heavy metal albums from the the eighties and the late in the early nineties. So, do you mean like he, uh, heavy Lamont, Excuse me, or do you mean like like heavy metal as a music? Yeah, music like some. I'm thinking of uh, who am I thinking? Black Sabbath. No, not not their covers. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Maybe Iron Maiden, some of their kind of fantasy styles. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. This this is not the cover of Holy Diver. <laughs> yeah, and even the even the background music takes on this edge of like some, yeah, some like hair metal almost or something. <laughs> yes, it's it's extreme, like literally the, the band extreme. Yeah, and I think he looks pretty cool. I mean, he looks so short that makes it kind of comical, but I do think it's funny, the the image of it. The uh, so for the the commentary in this, this is a special one actually. Given the uh, given the certain person we have in this episode featured, uh, we had uh, well, we had both Brian and Mike in there as usual, and we also had Sifu Kisu in there, the uh, martial arts coordinator mm-hmm. uh, of of this of this television show. Um, and but but aside kind of trail, but like um, Brian was saying that I guess throughout the course of the series when they were you know still working on it they got a bunch of like either fan mail or fan requests whatever um to like to have ang be aged up to like 25 have a stubble and like have i don't know all this like weird armor basically this is all like this is all impractical armor pieces or whatnot that mike and brian don't like like it's something they're just like yeah let's let's stay away from that (laughs) It's fair. Making fun of some sort of ridiculous anime, fantasy anime. Oh, I mean, that's pretty much like, I'm pretty sure they're like calling out like certain ones. Like if they're trying to call, if I don't know if somebody said like they were like referring to Naruto, but it's like, dude, Naruto doesn't even have armor. (laughs) Even I know that. And I like don't watch the show, but like for those that do have armor, it's not like this for pit's sakes. Even Dragon Ball Z doesn't have this kind of like armor. Like theirs is different. Like, Anyways, it's pretty funny, and it also shows one of the weaknesses to full plate armor uh, back in the day is if you get a guy in full plate armor on the ground, like literally just on his back, he can't get up. <laughs> yeah. They were walking tanks for pit's sakes, and when the tank fell down, he couldn't get, had to get like somehow get two guys to help him back up. Yeah, so that ends up not really working out for him. And speaking of not working out for him, Sokka, he's just running the gamut of whatever weapons he can find. And most of them, yeah, they're just, I wouldn't say backfiring, but they're just not quite the right fit. Until he sees across across the room this beautiful sheathed uh, sword. And it's, uh, yeah, it's got some beautiful designs on it, on the sheath. And yeah, he's interested. Yeah, it was yeah, apparently, according to Sifu Kisu, this was uh, one that he uh, obtained, for, or they, they used a reference model from one of the swords of his personal collection. Oh, oh, that's interesting. In fact, I believe three of the swords in this episode were based off of uh, some of either like ones from Hint's collection or just, you know, ones they found on the internet or, you know, reference photos, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's funny to think about them doing that, just scrolling through 
like Google Images. Cool sword. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like that's probably what I would probably do. Me too. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, the most I guess I could do is go to a museum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's a good option. I understand the like. It does feel tacky if like, oh yeah, we're just gonna look up these images on the internet. Of like, I guess that works, but yeah. What they what they also do is is they would get photos and references with like lighting, because mm. just because you see a sword on the internet doesn't mean like well what 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 does it look like if it's in light, yeah, certain light excuse me anyways, according to Kisu he got this this particular sword that he got from I don't remember which dynasty it was from but it was from the I think this was one from the fifteen uh, hundreds, no yeah fifteen hundred. Uh, celebration of a Shaolin temple in China from like 2001 and so he yeah he brought that back so that's like hmm. the reference that he's getting it from yeah, and as they're admiring the sword the, the shopkeeper notices Sokka's uh, attention to it and he comes over and compliments him for his taste and I guess just as a way of making conversation he mentions that the guy who made this sword lives right up on the hill you know a little bit down the road and then kind of makes his way off, I guess, shuffling back to work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he notices uh, he as as an NPC, he noticed that uh, the um, protagonist triggered a cutscene or triggered uh, an event being close to the sword, and then activated his quest. Uh, so we went over there, gave the exposition to him, and then just like you know, bounce quickly. Yep, and then we bounce quickly from that scene as we cut back to a very brief moment of of Iroh. We see him back in his his cage. And he's he's taking advantage of his time isolated and he's you know, he's he's putting putting the work in to get those gains. So, I mean, hey, he's he's got the calories. He's got I mean, I don't know if he has the caloric intake, though. That's the thing. Mm, you're supposed mm. to, like, eat double your caloric intake if you're going to get gains. So, like, I don't know how many, like, cups of rice that was. Usually the best part, the, the amount to try to do is you would have three cups of rice on the side of your already existing meal. Well, so you would have like, you know, I don't know, vegetables, chicken and uh, something else. And then you have the rice on the side. Oh, he's a bit of a heavier guy. You know, he had some calories to, to spare. That is in the store. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course he did. I'm just, it's part, pardon me. I'm just giving you uh, what, what I know. Of course, you, you were a bodybuilder. So your diet and what you, what you learned is probably different from my uh, regiment. Oh, it's similar. Definitely similar. Oh, never, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we cut away from, from that brief little workout and we see Sokka doing a workout of his own by, you know, lifting up those heavy door knockers and he's, you know, he's really going for it. Try to get some, uh, get some uh, stretches in his arms for the, for the train to come. Yeah, doing some like wrist stretches. Yeah. <laughs> um, those, yeah, those knockers, by the way, look kind of familiar with their, the face, I mean. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, no, I know potentially. Um, anyways, so we we get to we get to this this uh, Ma one master Piandao, I believe is uh, how you say his name, and uh, we find it turns out uh, this is in the area uh, on that cliff. Uh, his, his nice little estate there, and it's a really nice estate by the way. Mm -hmm. I, I really like the design. It's very open. One might say it's a little bit you know too big. Um, I could I could certainly see a lot of people kind of be a little bit like st like stuck up of just like hmm, this guy's like you know single and you know has a butler or whatnot and why would he need such a mansion because he's batman <laughs> <laughs> i 
Well, maybe he used to house a lot of students here, you know, so they should be fair to him. You may have a point there. I like that, actually. That's a, that's a good point. But he's definitely not taking too many students these days. It seems like he's maybe soured on the soured on the, the act of trying to train these students because, at least from the impression that he gives here, it seems like he has a view of most of the people who come to ask for his help are kind of arrogant and feel like they've already accomplished everything and they're just ticking off another kind of uh, notch on their belt while getting trained by him. And so he, he's not really interested at first. And he asks Sokka, like, why do you think you deserve to be trained by a master like me? And Sokka, humbled, you know, still kicking himself and feeling down, just kind of you know, gives up the fact that he really doesn't think he does deserve it. He thinks that he's, you know, kind of a big failure. <laughs> Yeah, so we get another uh, we get another master here. I liked uh, I liked in the previous scene before we ended to uh, cut to Uncle Ira. I liked a little bit of we we go over masters uh, of like what is it we we talk about uh, Master Paku and we also talk about um, where Toph got her bending for well as, as we already knew <laughs> this is like badger moles they don't talk but they're good teachers <laughs> yeah the rotunds. It's exactly so the so it's once again we're kind of have we now have Ta- Sokka having his own like you know little, little like mini episode well mini episode but he has his own little like uh workout or montage episode of of getting some skills mm-hmm. which is nice well yes and uh, you will see how that goes but yeah we have one master Piandao here uh who is I believe a retired general from the army Completely like a non-bender, by the way. No bending whatsoever. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That he was a general in the army and is now retired. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and perhaps because of his uh, military history, he, you know, he's been around the block, and the name Sokka stands out to him immediately. He's like, "That's an interesting name." And Sokka's like, "Oh, you know, it's it's real common in the uh, the colonies, uh, you know." But we'll see if that comes back a little bit later. Uh, potentially we shall see indeed um but yeah he gives his he gives a speech not speech but he, he kind of like mulls over the nature of this here talk with with Sokka about oh you know yeah i've had i've i've seen many students i've known many people taught many people and they they all as you said have the same uh, idea of that they're they're you know these self-titled um greatest warriors ever and what what do you have to offer me? Because the the butler was like, uh, "What have you brought?" And Sokka basically is like, "I have nothing to pay for, uh, and I don't know if I'm I'm worth my time or not, or worth your time or not." Yep, and that's that's basically saying the magic word for this guy. He's like, "Oh, this kid, you know, he seems like he may still have, or at least I'm assuming, may still have room to learn." And so he decides to see what this kid's got. Give him a give him an opportunity to impress him. He wishes for his cup to be full. Yeah. And so he takes him on the practice grounds. He breaks out his sword and he's just kind of showing him some of the basics of some some sword techniques. And right off the bat, he's in a, an impressive looking swordsman. But, you know, the voice his, as well was uh, catching my attention. Did you recognize this fella here? He mentioned something about, or it's a cool philosophy. He mentioned something about your the sword being an extension of yourself, which is true in in either. Like, I don't know. If, I assume that's the same thing in Hema as well. The the European martial arts, excuse me, uh, just as it is in Chinese martial arts. I'm assuming that when it comes to you know the the form of uh, swordsmanship in uh, any culture, that is the idea that they kind of 
Yeah. It's a shared idea of that and whatnot. And he says like, yeah, think of it as like an extension of your arm. Uh, like it's a, a really, like a really long arm. In fact, so much so that the, the actor himself saying this reminds me of one of his first roles that he's played, that he once played. It's good old Robert Patrick, who we last saw on our other channel uh, of T2 fame uh, of the T1000. Yep. If anyone's interested, I'll include a link to our Terminator 2 discussion yeah, on the novice latest page. We finally made it here, sir. We finally made yeah. it. He's here. Let's, it's, let, let's go. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm happy to see him here. I think he does a really good job with his with this character here i think he brings a lot of pathos to it yeah and i don't know if he like was if he was in his like renaissance yet or if he was making his comeback yet but ever since you know uh when you saw you were you were pretty impressed with him in uh, peacemaker eh? oh yes yeah he's he's a ton of fun in that in that role yeah there you go so yeah <laughs> i guess yeah sorry slight promotion to go make you watch peacemaker just for a good role for robert patrick really hope that guy gets more work because yeah showing that he's uh he's not just like a one-bit actor he actually is an actor which is a, a good thing uh by the way uh something weird i'm seeing in the in this image i'm paused at which is 0923 uh obviously he's doing i i know pn Dao is doing a uh, interesting you know little bit with the sword and you know kind of on one leg and whatnot, but there's two creatures in the background. I can't help but see, feel like I've seen before. Mm, looks like some lion turtles. Yeah, no, hey, it is lion turtles. They're 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 in the background, anyways. Um, but the the big thing with uh, Piendao, by the way, uh, is that he was the the inspiration for his likeness. Uh, was master or oh, excuse me, was Sifu Kisu. Uh, right. was the martial arts coordinator of the show and in a, in a um, effort to pay respects to the man who basically gave us all like you know the bending arts or the movements of the bending arts uh, Brian and uh, Michael decided to set aside an episode for him uh, and kind of really give you know Patrick the task of kind of just philosophizing certain things on you know mm -hmm. sword techniques calligraphy and other stuff which is uh pretty cool if you ask me yeah but i definitely agree it's pretty cool and Sokka seems like he thinks it's even more than pretty cool he seems mesmerized watching his uh his dance here in a way yeah for once we don't have a master an, old, an older gentleman fellow master who's arrogant or at least um mm. how would you put he's he's not like zhang zhang who's nuts even though he had a point so he could tightly be trusted trusted i guess we have iroh so never mind that's yeah. kind of rude i wonder if they knew each other if they were generals in the army i wonder if uh i wonder if uh pian dao knows about iroh and if he's imprisoned or whatnot or if they knew each other during the time in the, within the army excuse me but um and then we also of course had master paka who was a sexist so it's yeah. like it's nice to not have that. Oh, and I guess whatever that General Long or whatever his name was from the first episode of book two, where he was like a guy wanting to weaponize the Avatar state. Oh, before we get back to more of their training, we do get a brief little cutaway here to uh, the gang as Sokka is spending his day training. And, you know, they've been they've been trying to pass the time. Toph mentions that she's been picking at her feet, you know, trying to clean them and just enjoying the sensation of the picking. So I guess she has that uh, that tick. Lots of folks uh, have that picking tick. Yeah, it's quite a sensual one, I guess. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, either way, they're all kind of kind of bored, and you know, so that that's nice to see that you know Sokka adds something to the group. If only he could see this. It would seem as though these uh, three of them, and I would wonder if I should 
like actually analyze this at all. But without Sokka, there's no direction these guys have. We're mm. just like they're not they're not doing anything. They need Sokka to like you know be proactive with them, and they do stuff. But it's like I'm pretty sure like Katara would be proactive without Sokka, but that, maybe that's just me. Like I assume it's like they've done all their daily like routines already, and they're just like, all right, well I'm just I'm stumped, plum tuckered out. So like, what yeah. do we do now? We're sock with the schedule. Roll it out, and okay, we got to move on and do this or that. He's like, oh, now you guys need to want the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And again, we'll bring up the schedule in a little bit here, but but we do get another brief cutaway to Iro, which is just more working out. So. I don't know if there's much to say there, but <laughs> I also love uh, Ang's little bit of like, well, Katara's trying to like, I guess, show that she also has the the humor, uh, just like her brother, mm, funny bones. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, the funny bone, while it exists within Katara, it's not the same as Sokka's funny bone as uh, her joke about relating Momo shedding his fur like Appa once did. Uh, does not land with an either Toph nor Ang, and he's like, I guess. The jokes don't run the family. Yeah, it's that delivery. She's got to work in front of the mirror for a bit, practice that out. Um, but yeah, well, then we see, we cut back to, to Sokka here. And Master, uh, he basically says that one of the first steps to, you know, learning this this practice, this sword play, is, you know, learning the art of keeping your mind fluid and, you know, learning to have a steady hand kind of thing. And so he... Before he gives him a blade, even a wooden one, he makes him first work on calligraphy. So, which we saw when he first, when Sokka first came, that's what he was working on. So, I don't know if this is, you'll, you'll know this better than I do because I, you know, don't watch it uh, or haven't like taken the time to watch it. But is this, are you getting any flashbacks to the Karate Kid? Uh, the stuff, ones from the 80s. Sorry, just had to make that clear. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's that's fair. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, I guess I can see some of that. This one, for whatever reason, feels like it's more tied in than some like painting a fence. Oh yeah, no, yeah, this is yeah, it's it's not it's it's a little different than like doing the wax on wax off technique or trying to catch the fly with the chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, because it feels like it. Yeah, it, it is about learning that, keeping that strict control of your hand. So, and, and I definitely like this ver- this this character as well, where there have been actual generals and or you know retired folk uh of the army who uh through all the chaos of war and and battles call it privileged or whatnot but uh, a privilege but they settle down and they 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 take a more relaxed approach to life in their uh waning years hmm. yeah yeah but one of the things that he gets Sokka to to learn is you know he's like if you're going to be like a swordsman the first thing you must learn to do is to you know figure out how to kind of show your identity on the battlefield use your sword to carve it out and that's what he wants Sokka to do with the page just you know kind of paint his identity on it or print his identity yep it's it's an interesting technique that i've read in one of my drawing books where it's said to like and one can totally like say this is like over the top but like make the like make the lines and make the drawing your own if if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what that's what Sokka does. You know, the master kind of makes him nervous. He's like, remember, you can't take back the stroke of a brush just so you can't take back the stroke of a sword. And Sokka starts kind of doubting himself for a minute and then decides to go with the usual kind of using his brain as a workaround. It's like, how am I going to put my identity on this page? Why don't I just paint my face with the brush 
and then just slam my face on it. So very Sokka like there. Quite unorthodox. One will uh, one will definitely say. Mm-hmm. Um, it it certainly. Uh, I don't know if that impresses Piandao or if it just um, makes him shake his head or just be like, "Huh, never thought of that." I think that's what it is. It's kind of like, "Oh, that's interesting way to go about it." That's kind of what I said, but he does look at the time a little disappointed. Yeah. No. He just he. Yeah, I don't know if it's pure disappointment, but just maybe he's taken it back. He's like, huh, okay, didn't think of this, but all right, yeah. anyways. And then we cut to the to the practice floor, and I guess it's the butler. He's got the butler out there with a wooden sword. Yep. It's like, I'm not going to waste my energy working on this kid. I'll let you do it. Well, I, I feel like it's, it's yeah, I, I wouldn't say the butler is, you know, useless or anything like that, or he's like the cannon fodder, but yeah, certainly the yeah. guy knows his, he, he knows some of his stuff, I assume, given that he's, you know, the butler to this guy, to Piandao. So I assume he probably <laughs> maybe like spars with him every now and then, like to you yeah. know, keep keep the muscles uh, in trained up. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say like, I don't know what his full potential is, but he certainly... Uh, get Sokka the first time. Uh, this is one of the first drills we have with uh, with Sokka. Uh, yeah, yeah, drill one in in terms of excuse me uh, of of swordsmanship. Yeah, and it it goes pretty weak. Sokka almost immediately gets a sword knocked from his hand and gets chased around. Run away! Run away! <laughs> so not very promising. Retreat. Not very promising. Yeah, it's start. like it's like it's like the um the rabbit from uh from uh, Quest for the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And then continuing the mode of just kind of using the arts, um, this master here takes him to this this beautiful cliffside, like we saw earlier in the uh, the shot you mentioned. And he's like a landscape painting a landscape is important because it teaches a warrior how to hold the lay of the land in his mind. You know, get a just like a one glance could give you a feel of a whole area if you're a good warrior. All right. 1146 this is the this is the image of when the avatar movie uh like the like the animated live uh, the yeah. the movie that they're going to release from avatar studios excuse me darn darn james cameron um mm. of if if they go with the storyline i'm hoping they go with <laughs> and what the animation looks like as well that's that's the image of my face of like if it's a success oh oh i'm actually on you said it was 11.46? Yep. Oh, I must be a few seconds ahead. Because I'm looking at a big waterfall right now. It's like, how's this going to tie in? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I went ahead. I, went, I, I, I skipped that, but I was just like saying that's what I, that's what I can't wait for. 11.47 is like this beautiful like landscape uh, that, or this beautiful waterfall that Brian went to Iceland and found. Hmm. uh which is just yeah it's gorgeous and he was also complimenting and also stating you know yeah he went to iceland and got a lot of reference photos there uh which is what we see the landscaping you have an interesting detail as well where um he was thinking that because the fire nation is so industrial well he wanted the fire nation to be industrialized like to a point where they actually like um what is it they they um harvest the the lands of all their ore their minerals so the environment would kind of be dead but not this area oh oh that's interesting yeah we kind of saw that in the last episode with the the factory being there and seeing all the runoff yeah um but yeah there's no like there's there's no um not scout mines what's that what's the term i even forgot what it's called but uh there's no there's no uh mines uh, around this area it looks pretty uh 
pretty normal, I'd say, or pretty untouched. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we see, yeah, Sokka's been working on it while the master kind of looks on peacefully. And then finally, Sokka's completed his, his vision from his one glance. He's got a somewhat of a close approximation. I mean, I think it really doesn't look like it, but. <laughs> Let's just say it needs a little more. I don't say work. He put the effort in. Sorry. Yeah, put the effort um, in. He needs. It's probably what some of my art will look like initially and what I'm afraid of for some reason of just like, I suck. <laughs> this is hopeless. It's like, I can't do this. Um, could also say that I love, uh, maybe it's, it, maybe it's a small touch, but I love the art or not the art, but I like, uh, the fact that uh, it's only like maybe like two shots, but I like, uh, as to kind of pass the time, I like how Pienda was just standing in the, uh, uh, standing upright and letting the wind flow. I kind of, I kind of like that little bit. Yeah. There. No, I like that too. Bit of a quiet moment. And then he comments to Sokka like, oh, you added a, a rainbow. And when Sokka's like, is that okay? He kind of just rolls his eyes. He's like, oh boy, this, this kid, he's... So he's having a little bit of a challenge right now with, with Sokka at first. He certainly is, but to his credit, he's not doing the Toph thing where he's like, this is wrong. You can't do this. Like, do it again my way or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Which is really... Like this is a this they're hey they're kind of they kind of listen to us man they they went they went back in time they went forward in time they went back in time it's just like we gotta like please these guys later on in <laughs> life so it's just like hey they they listen to us I'm just like this is kind of the teacher that we wanted to see from Toph yeah this guy's like the the pinnacle of patience even though everything that Sokka's been doing has been you know what he asked but not in the way he intended he's never yeah like belittling he just kind of moves on okay well we'll try again on the next thing see how you get that one this is a like teacher with experience this is why even though it's like kind of maybe cliche to say like oh it's an old like it's an elder person it's like because they have experience when Toph taught Aang she literally had no experience of teaching she only ever nobody ever asked her to teach her like to for her to teach them so it's like that was brand new to her whereas this guy has taught many many people and so uh, he's, he's had, maybe he's had some ups and downs. Who knows? I mean, he wasn't, you know, he got to being a general at some point that obviously requires lots and lots of time. So I, I just want to like praise the, the, the team for doing that. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that too. Uh, we get a couple other little bits of his, uh, trying to train Sokka. We see a reprieve of him doing the sword fighting and he, he fails again this time. I mean, you can kind of blame master up. Is it Piandao? Piandao. Yeah, you can kind of blame him because he calls to Sokka and Sokka looks and gets knocked over and he's like, you know, keep on your surroundings or pay attention, I think is what he says. Uh, don't don't lose your concentration. Mm. So I have a I have some uh, some history or some backstory about that. I have some uh, information over this regarding this. Uh, so this relates to one thing that we saw previously. So. Brian was a, I don't know, was or is, but yeah, was a student of Sifu Kisu. And for Pianda, I think of, again, they use the likeness of uh, Sifu Kisu, but like without the mustache, I think, or without the beard. So without that, it's pretty much kind of what Sifu Kisu looks like. Also, I don't know about the hair, but sorry. Uh, he was a student. So Brian was in class of his one time and Kisu brings him over the two section staff, AKA the nunchucks. And he is like, here, uh, I'm giving these to you to like practice with. And Brian, you know, with his, 
I think he was an adult by this point, but he's like with it with his twelve year old brain is like, oh, nunchucks, let's go. So he's thinking of like eighties cartoons and whatnot with like ninjas and B movies. So he's like, let's go. Um, and of course, within like the first few minutes, he's doing like you know a, a regiment or doing a uh, doing a move. Does he like smack his uh, his head with the nunchucks? Hence, why we saw Sokka doing that little like you know movement and then like smacking himself in the forehead with it. Um, this was because Kisu was like, no, 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 this isn't because like you're good. This is because you have a problem with concentration. So literally that previous scene with where he in Piando interrupts Sokka as he's about to like throw a move. He's like, don't lose your, uh, don't lose your concentration. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's technically true where uh, if depends on like the sparring match, but either like, cause in a fight, at least with, you know, when I, when I do like, you know, uh, combat sports of, you know, fist to fist um if it's a competition you're supposed to listen to your corner right but you don't just stop and be like what what's that what then you'll get punched in the face like you don't you don't want that that's literally what just happened here so Hmm. cool story uh by the way uh 1240 uh also a good shot of a uh another lion turtle yeah yeah a lot of them back there guy has an appreciation for the turtle or for the uh the animal i guess it's significant for some reason yeah, but then we get a brief little scene here where Piandao takes him over to their rock gardening area and he's like, okay, you know, rock gardening, it teaches a warrior how to, you know, understand and manipulate their surroundings to their advantage. And Sokka, I guess he's been pretty tired out by all their activities today and he decides, okay, if I manipulate to my advantage, I'm just going to move a boulder over here, steal some uh, some of the grass off this over here. And he just makes himself a little chair. And this this peeves off the uh, the butler quite a bit. He's pretty choked, but Piandas seems a little bit pleased. Yeah, he yeah he seems or at least amused. I will say that he's like yeah amused. Yeah, again, like it's almost like each time he's like, yeah, I've never had a student like this before, and that doesn't belittle. He instead kind of unfortunately uh, engages with Sokka and kind of enables him in a way where Sokka's like, you know, he's relaxed. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a, uh, I need a glass of, of water or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. And then Piano's just like, or to the butler, excuse me, as he walks, like walks in and is just to his horror. He's like the garden. Why? And Piano's like, yeah, I'll take i I'll take a cup of tea or whatever it is too, with lemon in it. It's like, dang. All right. I guess that's, <laughs> that's what it's like to be the boss. But anyway. Yeah, and I, I like to think that the um, Piando giving him this room to grow and room to, you know, express himself and during the practice has given Sokka more confidence. And as he comes back to this third bout of uh, the the sword play, this time he finally does get the better of the butler and manages to, uh, yeah, get the win. And Piando, you know, he looks pleased. He takes a sip of his drink. He doesn't show the the pleased expression too much, but you can sense it there. Yes, kind of in between the lines. Uh, what do you think of the slow motion part where they like kind of like um, con- cl- uh, connect with their sticks? Yeah, I thought it all. I thought it worked okay. I mean, some of it was felt like it was reaching back to those kind of anime motions every now and again that you see when it's like a little bit like weird and a little bit shaky and blurry in some way too. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a point where here at like thirteen twenty two that I'm literally seeing the camera shake, and I'm like, do we really need this? Like, I don't yeah. think you need that because all you got. I mean, okay, maybe I'm incorrect on this, and again, I I don't know this stuff yet, but like, you could just pull the camera back because like you you don't have to worry about shaking the camera because like, what's the movement from? Well, like, 
Yeah, it's supposed to kind of artificially increase the intensity, you know, but it, I feel like it feels artificial. It's like, why is the camera doing that right now? We don't need that. Yeah, I I also agree with that where I'm just like, come on. Sure, when I'm fighting one, it's always first person. So I can't see myself in third person until I do from like a camera. And I'm like, oh, God, I look ugly with this. It's <laughs> like I need to work on my technique. But like, OK, sure, I'm shaking, but it's not the same way as like shaky cam. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's so I'm just thinking of like if they're going back to like Jackie Chan movies or whatnot as references, like those didn't have much shaky cam in them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, Sokka successfully disarms uh, his butler. Um, and yeah, like you said, gets the kind of, yeah, just get, gets Piando sipping his tea or whatever, um, all within a day. And, uh, then we cut to the, uh, Fire Nation prison. Yep. And once again, the guard is coming by to see how this, this degenerate's doing in the air because he hears, uh, he hears this weird clapping. There's, there's something going on in this lunatic, lunatic's cage where he's doing some sort of clap dance. I guess he thinks Iroh is delirious. And so he just chalks it up to, oh, there's that old kook again, and he wanders off. But really, it was uh, Iroh doing his, uh, what, what do you call that kind of push-ups? I guess clap push-ups? I don't know what to call those. Doing the good old knuckle clap push-ups. Mm. Which, that is rough on your, like, knuckles, seriously. And I'm not just saying, like, if you did it on, like, padded ground, that's fine. But, like, he's doing it on rock like good grief like his his hands are gonna get like destroyed and get yeah. like that's a that's a one-way ticket of getting arthritis in your hands exactly i was thinking the same thing i was like that is not that is not a helpful workout that's a that's an un that's what do you call it counterproductive <laughs> uh so i will recommend like clapping push-ups like yeah. if you just like palms down up no that's fine do it on pa- something padded i would not recommend it on anything hardwood uh it's, it should yeah. be like something I'm not okay. I'm not saying it needs to be a springboard or anything like that, but just something that like is a little bit more uh, less hard, if if that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's. Um, but yeah, we see uh, more of Uncle's little like training regiment, which he's probably doing like not. This is probably like every day he's doing it, given that he kind of can't go anywhere else. So like, it's a cool like little insight into what he's also doing. But uh, anyways, we move away from that back to the rest of the boomerangs. Yeah, and they're once again, I mean, it's pretty much just a reprieve of that previous scene of them just kind of lamenting the fact that Sokka's not around, and even Toph at this point is talking about she's missing him. So, so that's quite the admission for her. I mean, hey, like, don't forget, this. we got we got a shipper on deck here, like, we she may yeah. see him as an item for pit sakes, because of uh, she has googly eyes for him, given what happened uh, in the Serpent's Pass. Yeah, that's true, I guess we'll see how that develops when he finally uh, comes back to the group but first we have to see his i guess kind of the end of the session for the day with Piandao. and Sokka. i mean like he came in he was feeling pretty down on himself he's back to that even though he had a couple successes there he still feels like crap like you know basically everything he told me to do i failed and to his surprise Piandao turns around and says i think you're ready for a real sword so that was that was a surprise, you know. Again, so the really positive episode for uh, Piando. Wait, Piando or or Sokka? Not Piando, just in terms of oh, okay. he's a standout teacher compared to some of the stuff we've seen before. <laughs> yeah, and of and like from the Fire Nation as well, eh? Like yep. he's she's really like showing this is a this is a decent fellow, like a, a guy in the Fire Nation who's not like a well, uh, who's a knucklehead, but like I guess like the village before, like in the last episode is also like not 
knuckleheads because they they were victimized by their own like country, which is terrible. Yeah. Um. But by the way, uh, Konitsko said that in each like before each like commercial break, uh, we cut to something happy, whereas usually like we cut from something happy. So like the first one. It was Sokka being told that he'll be taught by Pian Dao. And the second one, which we just saw, is him being told that he now gets to make his own sword. Um, and it's both. it both ends with him being happy. And, like, for, I guess, one thing that Brian noted was that each time, like, in the previous episodes that we were doing that, it was always something like, it was, it was like a, um, what is it? What's that term called? It was a, uh, an uncertain moment uh, or a cliffhanger. It leaves you on a cliffhanger. There we go. Of like, oh no, I gotta keep watching. Like, don't don't step away from your television, or that don't change that channel, folks. Yeah, which is a nice nice change up, because yeah, we've had a, you know, we've had some darker episodes in the past, you know, little while here. <laughs> yeah, given how heavy that last episode was. Yeah, so so it's nice to get a little bit more up, uplifting type of thing here. I also like when back of the boomerangs uh, when. Katara was like again trying to show off her funny bone to Toph. She's like, "If you miss Toph or Sokka so much, why don't you marry him?" Yeah. Toph just like you know turns to her side, and Appa just snores, <laughs> and, and just violently blows a bug away with his like super breath. It's like, whoa, okay, what the hey, man? Yeah, but back with Sokka, I guess this is the real end of the day. He's uh, they're choosing their material for what they're gonna make for the sword tomorrow because. At first, Sokka's excited, like, oh, do I get to use one of your swords? But no, it turns out he has to, since the sword is an extension of his arm, he has to make his own sword. And as they're looking at the materials, as Sokka's kind of going through them, he realizes, mm, none of these quite feel right. And he starts wondering about that that meteor that they saw earlier, and he asks if he can bring in his own material. And Piando is especially excited about that. He's he's like, okay, this this is nice. This kid seems to really got something here. Now, he doesn't outright say uh, the meteor, if I recall. No. He just says, can I bring like material from outside? But we obviously know what that was because of that meteor shower. Good setup, by the way. Yeah. Um, and he's going to need a team. Uh, he's going to assemble a team to bring the meteor uh, over there, which is uh, pretty nice. Um, and yeah, we go back to the boomerang's little like location. And yeah, Toph immediately notices that Sokka's back uh, with her seismic sense and yeah they all embrace him because they've missed him because they're bored yep we've all been there and they all yeah they're all over him even Toph at first is a little bit all over him until she realizes oh i've shown too much and then she's just like oh i didn't care i didn't miss you she's blushing secretly oh yeah no right 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 there at a uh, good old 1546 i see those like rosy cheeks right there yeah so and then he's like oh it warms my heart to see that you guys actually care about me you know but I, I'm here for a favor. You know, I need your help. Oh, and also, again, the first thing that, like, Aang asks Sokka to do is, like, say something funny. It's like, we need we need some humor. Like, <laughs> your sister's been killing us with our with her humor. It's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they all laugh. Yeah, and they rush over to the, the now-cooled meteor. And, yeah, before we see them take it to back to the, I guess, the dojo, whatever you want to call it, they we cut back to um, a different sort of dojo. Yeah, I get, actually, I think I may see a bucket back there. Oh, I see it right now, too. Yeah, I'm seeing it as he's doing some more push-ups. There you go. Well, he's doing handstand push-ups, which yeah. our thing. Haven't done it yet, or I haven't been able to do it. But I've done it against a wall. 
I used to do them against the wall, but never just standing. My, I have like skinny arms, so there's like I can't like all the all the weight is in my legs or all <laughs> the strength are in my legs. Excuse me. So it's like yeah, I can't do that. What can I say? I got runner's legs. Oh, I wish I had that. It was all my upper torso. My my legs are so weak. Oh, so you had an upper body. You would be good in wrestling, by the way, because. Or at least, no, it's, yeah, you, you know, I never mind. I both, both have, both, both are good, but like, yeah, you'd be good in wrestling. Oh, I always wish I can get into it. Yeah. I mean, like, if you want, I could teach you stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, pro wrestling, but. <laughs> oh, well, I, uh, okay. Not well, amateur. I was referring to actual, like, yeah, amateur college, high school stuff, but anyway. Yeah, that I wasn't interested in, but. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that, that's, that's fair. Trust me. It's the least of the, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say anything. So, um, yeah, let's... but anyways, yeah. So yeah, we see the group. I guess it's, I don't know if it's the same day or if it's a different day. I'm not sure. It's the same day. It's the same day. Yeah, we see Sokka bring back the, uh, he, he recruited his pals to help them, I guess, use their bending abilities to drag the meteor back to the, uh, what, what do you call this place? I don't know what to say for it. <laughs> Piandao's Manor or Piandao's Plaza. There you go. Uh, speaking of which, at 1623, I'm noticing, I just noticed something about the gates. There's a, uh, well, there's the symbol, even though there's the Fire Nation symbol, which I mean, that that's that's fine. It's it's the Fire Nation, so whatever. Um, but like something's a little weird about the the insignia there. The, something weird. It's like I've seen that symbol before somewhere, eh? Like like just with the door. Yeah, it, it did look. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit familiar. I agree. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, well, we'll maybe we'll wonder about that later. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the efforts of uh, the boomerangs to bring this meteor up to the plaza uh aren't the same as linus trying to roll the giant pumpkin from the pumpkin patch to him and lucy's house back in the great pumpkin charlie brown where this one unfortunately leaves a trail yeah yeah the the butler is gonna have to get to that later oh yeah and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna hold it on that on them on that to say if that to wonder like because they're gonna have to come out of that like that <laughs> path they're gonna have to go back to that path later i'm gonna hold them account of if that like trail is covered back or not <laughs> yeah i guess we'll find out but yeah um piando takes an interest like hey who's this group of folks that you got here and he seems uh yeah seems interested yeah he gives a quick glance at them yeah and Sokka points out i want to use this to make my sword and Piandao's like oh this will make a sword like there's never been before and again i think even though his expressions seem kind of you know flat there's just something about them that, you know, I think show through to the character underneath. He's good at that. Or they're good at that. I don't know if it's it's flatness or if it's just more laid back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's fair. Or subtle. I mean, I, maybe, I mean, I don't know if, like, you could say that Robert Patrick's performance is a throwaway performance. I don't think so. I think he's, like, actually putting, like, effort into the role. Oh, yeah. I think he's personally doing it. But, like, I will maybe talk about that later. But I'm pretty sure he's like acting and it's it's more of a subtle performance rather than just like a overt one. Oh yeah no he's great yeah i was more talking about the animation just the facial expression oh okay but... sorry yeah no i okay my apologies i wasn't thinking of that or whatnot but next what we have is a montage yeah. which i was also told in the commentary uh brian and mike like to avoid these kind of things where um because it would just be like do we really need this but at least in, in this sense, and, and even Kisu kind of um, also supported it in that Sokka is at least learning stuff because now he's actually doing blacksmithery. Yeah, which, which I quite like this montage, actually. 
Yeah, it seems very practical. It's not uh, impractical. And we even see like Katara and Aang uh, watching on. I'm just like, they're kind of worried about him a bit. Or just like, is he up for this? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, but keep it going. Keep it going. What, what do we see after this? Got it. We see, yeah, he's, uh, so we see the preparation now. Um, you'd say it's like a condensed form of like how long a sword actually takes to make. Putting a pin in that. Um, but we see him stoking the fire. We see uh, the butler and him kind of breaking open the meteorite to get some of its ore. Uh, and they like heat the thing up and they get the, uh, what is it? They, they, they stick the cast there in there to like make the meteors melt. Cause you have to have it at a certain temperature. Um, then they pour the uh, liquid into a mold uh, and they, what is it? Then they, I think it's multiple. Yeah, they, they 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 smash it a bunch of times. You're supposed to repeat the process like over and over again. Again, I'm not a blacksmith, but I, <laughs> at least what I know from either video games or uh, certain videos I watch uh, <laughs> is that they would do the process over and over again, where they would like bang the metal and then they'd put it in water. Uh, then they'd put it back and they would start hammering it to like just reinforce, like literally compact it yeah. to make it as like hard, like which makes sense because uh, they want it to be as hard as it can to break, uh, which makes sense. But I giving it a pass and only that like maybe they did it multiple times and they don't need to show that all the time so so whatever hey maybe it's the meteor rock you know maybe it's uh it's it's much thicker and stronger than any other material you know i can uh funny enough i was gonna bring that up i think i was on the wiki years ago because i was obviously interested in this here so there have been real life swords that were made from uh meter or or uh, or from meteor, excuse me. Oh, that's interesting. There was a there was an Egyptian pharaoh's sword that was made from uh, meteoric metal or earth, excuse me. So, oh, and by the way, metal earth, <laughs> or they turned that ore to metal. So I wonder if Toph can just like metal bend that uh, sword like back into I guess basic ore. Oh. That that's a shame. But um, anyway, sorry. What I what I meant to say was yeah. So. There has been a history of black meteors weaponry throughout the Earth's history, but I don't remember if it's. I th- I think somebody I don't remember where it was, but I think somebody said that it's not as good as people think it is. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's a there's a YouTube channel. I think uh, Scallum Grimm, if I recall. For, I'm sorry, but I forgot your name. But he's a he's a guy out in Victoria who does um, who does arms. Uh, whatnot uh does hema stuff but i think he had the question asked to him and he did it on his youtube video and i'm maybe it was something else but i remember him saying that yeah meteor is oh no that was the never mind i'm, I'm incorrect it was the uh, witcher blades never mind that was the that was what he was doing never mind I wonder if he's yeah. done that yet but anyways yeah. sorry <laughs> so many tangents uh but either way yeah we see the blade come to fruition and it's a beautiful looking blade and as uh piando is kind of honoring Sokka as he's presenting him with the blade he comments like oh you know when you first came in here you you seemed down yourself you're so unsure but right away I could tell there was something special about you and I I could see a heart as strong as a lion turtle and twice as big so there's that lion turtle references for you right there again he holds it in high regards which is a, a nice thing again that's probably what the lion turtle symbolizes to Piandao is that it 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 means if he, if he has a, something as big as a lion turtle, that obviously means that it's some form of, uh, what is it? It's like, it's like a good form of honor or whatnot in mm-hmm. terms of like, in, in society, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but he, he points out, you know, 
as we continued the training, it wasn't, it most definitely was not your skills that impressed me. He sure likes to uh, hammer that in, which Sokka seems uh, ashamed about. But it was the creativity, versatility, and intelligence that shined through. Which, of course, I thought was perfect, because, you know, that's what we've been highlighting all this time. It is. That Sokka's strengths were always his brain, so. I don't don't know, this next part, I'll say, I don't know if Kisu meant this when he was in the commentary. I don't know if it still applies to 2023 when they did this in, I don't know, 2008 or (laughs) 2009, but... In China, when it comes to martial arts and whether that is like, you know, the idea of like Kung, like Kung Fu or, or, or kickboxing, whatever you want to call it, uh, the traditional kind over, you know, what I do um, over there, it's like you pay in skill, whereas over in uh, America, you pay by money, which I'm like, I still feel like you'd probably pay by money over in uh, other places because you know the the people need to work but and the the, the teachers got to eat but i kind of like that where yeah Sokka basically is yeah he's impressed the teacher um so much so that he even feels that he comes clean like i guess maybe it's just the charm that the teacher that piando is putting on but he's like i gotta i just, i have to tell you something and this is big for Sokka as well i'm like wow like he's all on katara last episode of like you know, not revealing her identity or was he, but like, you know, going on her about like being a waterbender and whatnot. And now here he's just like, uh, yeah, so I'm not from the earth or the, the fire nation colonies. I'm actually a water. I'm from the water tribe. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. He's, he's even shamed. So, so that's nice to see him kind of break down and be vulnerable about that, about that. And of course, I love the, uh, the 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 reaction to the the, the rest of the boomerangs, where they're just like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, just the the stunned, like, "Oh, oh, crap!" Yep, like, what what happened to like keeping our cover, bud? Yeah, and he should have kept that cover because right away, there's a change here. Piandao, his face turns angry. He's Sokka says, "I'm sorry," and he says, "I'm sorry too," and immediately goes to the attack. And uh, just to spoil, we're were you were you on this train? Were you buying into the lie here? Uh, it's because I knew what happens uh, from I uh, yeah. You know what? I'll say it. I'll say I was like, oh boy, what's going on here? This is mm. not good. Yeah, I, I, I maybe maybe it was me remembering it too. I I don't remember what I thought the first time, but I think the first time I literally thought like, well, there's about uh five minutes left in the episode, so I don't know how much they're gonna like. I don't know what happens to ha- keep this resolution, but whatever the case, they 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 make sure that, you know the rest of the series continues. So something has to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I, I felt it was obvious that it was part of the. This is kind of part of the training, but it was a ruse, almost in a way. Yes. Yeah, and the gang, of course, they're convinced. They immediately jump to join the fight, but Sokka's like, "No, this is my battle." Yep. And then we cut back to Mr. Sad Sack, you know, sitting in the corner with the, the pouty face. It's Uncle Iroh. And now the guard, he's really laying in thick. We can see why he was so disgusted by Iroh. He's like, you used to be the pride of the Fire Nation, you know, we, our top general, you know, and now look what you've become, this disgusting, you know, thing in a cage, barely human. Yeah, no, you've, you're pathetic. You have 
you're like subhuman. Look, look at how far you've come. Like you have no more honor, all that stuff. Just laying it on him and being like, how could, like, how could you have done this? Yeah. And like, you're just, you're a shadow of your former self. Um, and he, you know, throws, or even he just drops his tree of food on the ground, spills everything, but like the apple or the fruit mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in his guise, does uncle Iroh, you know, go to grab the apple out of like desperation of just like, ah, feed me, feed me like yeah. Gollum. He's Momo. <laughs> exactly. There you go. But Gollum's a good comparison too. Yeah. They're definitely yeah, highlighting the, yeah, the animalistic element of him. Yeah. The, the inhumanness almost in, in a way of his former self and as soon as the guard leaves of course this is brilliant of even though we already saw this but it is brilliant how they do the yoda thing where it's the you know the the wise old mentor or the the, the even though he's not comic relief in this yoda was supposed to be like the comic relief character where you wouldn't think that he's you know this this wise old sage mm-hmm. um and so you get this senile old man who then just like you know, takes off his robe and out pops his pork belly. I'm excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. His pillow. Hot belly. <laughs> and yeah, there he goes. Hot belly. And it's really a pillow. And it seems as though he is now ripped <laughs> with all those gains and does starts doing one arm push up or well, sorry, one arm pull ups uh, while eating his uh, while eating his fruit. Yeah. Dang. That guy is uh, that guy is making a lot of other fellows jealous. That is definitely what I want to look like when I'm his age. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking too, his age, he's doing that stuff. It's like, man. Yeah. Holy smoke, he is yoked. Let's go. Yeah, I bet if that guard could see him now, he would fall on his knees and open up the cage. Just go free. Uh, Just go. We'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> like maybe maybe uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll show off them gains and and whatnot. Eh? we never know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Wonder why he's training up. Yeah, exactly. But first. We have to return to the uh, return to the trial by combat. He's like, oh, you know, you 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 betrayed. You're a water nation. Now it's time to see if you've earned the right to hold that sword and, and face me. So we get a big fight here and I'll I'll leave this to you. I think this is a, a great fight. I love all the different ways that they explore Sokka's the, the, the versatility, intelligence and uh, creativity. I think they capture them all here. But you can go into the details and, and show us why. I don't think you want me to. I feel like because, you know, I'm going to like ramble on, even though uh, I know you're the you're the producer of the show and you don't want us to always, you know, just be because I'm the guy that just keeps the camera going or keep yes, the recording going. You do. And I just keep talking and whatnot. <laughs> I'll try to keep it to a minimum is what I'll because <laughs> I'm sure you got some things to highlight. I guess you've said all the good stuff, right? Like you've, you've said all your like, you know, any, any like other favorite moments or just like. I just the overall package. That's usually how I feel okay. with fights. Yeah. I guess I'll ask, what do you think of the camera work in this? Like, cause I didn't really see much in the way of, uh, what do you call it? I didn't see much shaky cam. No. Yeah. This one's much more sharp. Yeah. They picked the yeah. right angles. They didn't even really need to do the shaky cam that lot. Cause no, I don't, I don't, it's not even that. It's just like, does it save time or money? Like, not really. If you remove the shaky cam in that last fight with the Butler, I don't think, or, yeah, the last fight, I don't think it would have like taken away anything or well, I think it would have made it look better, but uh, it's just it was a style, you know. Actually, okay, there was a moment there where when yeah, he had, when Piando has him against the wall and he's like moving back and forth from the I think that was okay. I think that was even though that was it looked like shaky cam was more like head movement, so I'm like I can accept that. Yeah, and I like uh 
especially once they go into the bamboo fields there. I like how Piando's always complimenting him for using his strengths. And like, oh, smart move here. Good choice there. I, li I like all that. You can feel the instruction still going. And, and even better, I think this actually is a good like representation of how far Sokka's come as a character. Yeah. He's kind of like, he's, I don't know if he's doing things that he learned from like previous episodes, but this, none of this makes me say like, oh, how did he know that? It's like, no, this makes sense. Like him with the bamboo fields. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, you know, um, whipping it back at Piendo. It's like, that feels like Sokka. That doesn't feel like out of nowhere. And I don't know if he's playing dirty or whatnot. I mean, that's okay. That's up to somebody's interpretation, but like, no, I'm like legit, like going like, no, that makes sense. I, I like that part. Oh yeah. He's, he's playing dirty throughout, but if it's a fight for life and death, I mean, there is no playing dirty, really. <laughs> oh, certainly. No, I guess, yeah, it's because right now he thinks he's, you know, in a fight for survival. And as uh, Sifu Kisu once said, and this is definitely true, uh, when it comes to these kind of fights uh, with, like, you know, uh, swords and other arms, mm -hmm. uh, is they don't last long. Yeah. They do not. They, like, you know, me, our media does a terrible, like, Hollywood and other, like, fiction does a terrible job of like t showing what like an actual sword fight uh, is like it is quick and it is bloody it yeah. is like the equivalent to a gunfight in a you know a, a classic cowboy film uh where all it takes is one bullet and the like the villain's down it's like it is and and bloodier potentially yeah just because you get like hacked which is not good yeah one or two mistakes can seal the deal so I think we settled that for now, but I will I will give a little uh, give a little uh, backstory, or I'll give you a little hint from the uh, which I I hope you go and uh, at some point uh, have a listen to it the commentary because turns out when so they so him and uh, Kisu and Brian they they choreographed this fight right they mm. they did they did a lot of like shots for this and references. Um, in the Nickelodeon gym, didn't know Nickelodeon had a gym. Um, and also like on some of the front steps in like the headquarters or whatever it is. And they're doing this and, and Brian's, they're both in get up and it's foam swords are using obviously, but Kisu is definitely putting a pace on, on Brian. Cause I wouldn't say he's out of shape, but he's certainly not like focusing on his shape, if that makes sense. So, uh, he's, he's catching his breath and there was one. Serena Williams, the tennis star. Oh wow! Uh, who walked in through the gym, like the door into the gym, and is like, "Dang man, like this." I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Dang dude, like you're you're keeping it up. And Brian's just like sweating. There, he's just like, "Thank you." <laughs> so um, that was pretty pretty funny uh, in in that instance. Uh, so I just wanted to highlight that little part. And it was especially uh, in this in the scene where uh, Sokka has the high ground. Insert your own Star Wars joke there if you want, or Revenge of the Sith joke there if you wanted to. Um, and it, it was then when like they were kind of practicing that move. But anyway, <laughs> when she showed up, pardon me. Oh, that, that is a fun story. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the fight basically comes to an end once Sokka uses the sword to kick up some some dirt or some dust right into this guy's eyes. Yep. And yeah, then he realizes, oh, Piando's blind. I can use some some stealth to get him. But he doesn't quite keep an eye on his, his footings enough, not aware of his surroundings enough to avoid stepping on a little twig, which alerts uh, Piando to his proximity or to him, and he charges forward and knocks the sword out of his hand. 
right when it seems like he's about to, you know, lay the blade right into Sokka's chest, that's when the gang jump to action and Piando calls it off and says, excellent work. I realize it was all just a, a final test sort of thing. Yeah, no, it turns out that it was all a ruse as well by Piando. For it would seem that this whole time he was kind of observing and, and waiting to, uh, I guess, test Sokka in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, assessing his ability and then pushing him to the brink of it in this final fight. Especially, especially when he reveals, after he does a sick, like, <laughs> uh, sheath catch, um, blinded, by the way, which mm-hmm. that's pure on, like, fiction right there. Yeah. But that's the <laughs> kind of fiction we all like. Yes. Um, uh, he, what is it, excuse me, he um, reveals that uh, Aang is the Avatar. He's like, what? And it turns out uh, Sokka kind of gave it away because, well, his name's Sokka. And not many Fire Nation individuals, even from the uh, Earth or the colonies, are, uh, well, <laughs> named Sokka. Yeah. So I assume he probably did some digging somewhere, given his, you know, his history, and found out that Sokka was probably connected to, you know, probably from, like, military reports, um, found out that Sokka was connected to the Avatar. Oops. Yeah. And I like his advice, like, or at first he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm too old to be fighting the Avatar. Which is the first clue. And I like these giving Sokka advice. Like, yeah, try Lee next time. You know, Sokka's not a great Fire Nation cover name. Uh, there's a million Lees. Just go with that. <laughs> why didn't you uh, Why didn't you keep up the appearances of uh, Wang Fire? Like, what the hey? There you go. He should have done that. Yeah. Still marching around like a big weirdo. Yeah, because if, if, I mean, I don't know about um, Toph's name, but we have Kuzan. We have uh, Sapphire Fire and well, whatever Toph is. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, then uh, Katara's like, but but if you knew he was Water Tribe, why would you train him? And he gives us a little speech about, you know, the way the, the inf- or not the information, but the, the knowledge of the sword belongs to all nations, which I think is nice, showing that he's not a, a loyalist. As a person of the art, or at least I'm not saying of, of the sword, excuse me, but as <laughs> a person of the fist, um, that really resonates with me and that's what i love because that's art itself in general as well and i'm not just talking about like the sword art or like um hand-to-hand combat art i'm talking like that's art art has the ability to connect everybody regardless of nation it is beyond nation it is an idea Mm. and that's what i love about art yeah Um, especially with a show where this show um, can reach out to so many different people from different walks of life, diverse people from walks of life. Um, I'm going to forget this, but I'm going to say it now. That is like, I think one of my favorite lines in this entire like book. Uh, if we, yeah. if we were, if we were to do the, um, the wrap up show, <laughs> like, yeah, if we were doing the, the review show, I would literally like, I'm going to forget this, but that is my, my line of the book. Yeah. You'll, you'll never find a favorite line section of the overview. Cause we'll always forget. <laughs> No, I mean we didn't do it for the first three, so maybe maybe I'll remember it this time or for the first two. Sorry, actually, it was three, but well, it was one. Anyway, um, maybe I'll try to remember that and be like, "Hey, what was your favorite line from this book?" And you're like, um, "I don't know." I'll insert cricket sounds, <laughs> please. I really, I really hope so. Oh, but I do think this is a wonderful little ending here, and and he picks up Sokka's sword and returns it to him and tells him he has to continue his training. He's he's got too much talent to just kind of let it lapse. So I think that's I think that's really nice. 
Yeah. And especially even stating that, I don't know if this is a little self-indulgent or whatnot, but he says if he continues down the path he's going, uh, he will become a greater master than he himself is now. And I'm like, dang, fair enough. He must like have a, be a very good judge of character because so far I pretty much have utter respect for this character. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm, pr- I'm sure he's probably heard a lot of the tales of the Avatar and his gang. So he knows that what these what this group's been through to some degree and sees that uh i mean yeah especially if like he fa- fa- sorry for interrupting if he found out about the uh the whole drill incident with the war minister <laughs> yeah i wonder if that made the uh the rounds in the press oh it must have or well maybe not we, we have no idea <laughs> yeah exactly but maybe in the press of a certain underground uh organization here because as we see the group leave they're they're marching off to continue their adventures the butler shows up and he's got a little package for, for Sokka here. He's like, oh, you know, the master, he wanted you to have something to remember him by. And as Sokka unveils the, the present, turns out it's a pie show tile. So that's, uh, hmm. Ah. Yeah. Well, first off, I'm at 2251. Yeah, no continuity. Unless Toph and Aang um, fix the earth or the, 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 the road. Uh, there's no giant uh, trail of <laughs> the the dense meteor, so it's like what the heck. They had the butler out there, the wheelbarrow, on a, a shovel. He was just shifting Jeez. all around. <laughs> yeah, literally, there's like literally no like. Uh, so hopefully they like you know undid the damage to the earth. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, to the little like rut they made. But uh, yeah, it turns out it's a lotus tile. Uh, or the yeah the pie show lotus tile excuse mm, me yeah, so lotus, yeah. turns out even though we didn't see uh any i didn't really i don't remember seeing any like pie show tables there maybe it was in the background it's a giant estate um yeah it turns out uh Piendao is part of the uh order of the pie show players <laughs> huh yeah what kind of setup was that? Oh, i guess the setup oh Oh, so that's what that was. Oh, so that's what that symbol is in the yeah. uh, on the on the door. There you go. Yeah, but I've never known. Okay. Yeah, so I guess even more likely to have knowledge about the movements of the Avatar, since they seem like they have a lot of intelligence. This group. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, people underground who yeah. uh, probably get to know things from yeah other other people's uh, twenty or twenty three sixteen. By the way, if it wasn't uh, apparent enough. <laughs> yeah, and as we as we walk away. Sokka, he was even thinking about Toph here. He has a little moment here where he's like, oh, you know, I thought maybe you'd also like a little souvenir to remember this visit. And, you know, you didn't get to see the meteor shower, but I'm presenting you here with a little piece of meteor rock to, for you to play with, a little fidget toy. So she doesn't have to pick at her toes anymore. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> um, but you are correct. And not only that, a uh, little inside fact. Uh, did you notice the symbols that she made? Um, I know one of them was a star and one of them was like a splat, but I, I can't remember yep. what the first one was. Let me go back here. Uh, it was kind of a, I don't know like, how do I put it. It was like a, a line that was in like the oh, yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what that's called. It's, I think there's a, there's a term for it, but, um, oh. I don't know about the star, but the little like blob of, of spl- slime or whatever, that's the Nickelodeon symbol. Oh, wow. I could, yep. I could see that. Yeah. Yep. So that's a, that's a cool little shout out. I'm like, all right, that's kind of, I see what you did there. That's a really good Easter egg. Yeah, no, that is a fun one. 
Absolutely. That's a good, that's, that's a thumbs up for me. Uh, <laughs> even if Nickelodeon are kind of backwards thinking sometimes it's like, no, yeah. that's a good one right there. I like that. And that's a, that's a good pain of respects to both like, you know, um, the, the master who taught, like showed us, uh, the ways of, of bending and then the overlords that made the show possible <laughs> or put the show on the network. <laughs> yeah. And we ended off with a little bit of a joke because he presents the meteor as a piece of space earth. And Katara, you know, she's a little bit of a stickler and she starts getting on. I'm like, mm, if it's from space, would it really be Earth? And yeah, she's going back to all the way to episode one of book one, where uh, when Sok was insulting her about like bending being magic, she's just like, it's not magic. It's just like now she's like, now, see, I'm of the belief of like uh, meteorites. Uh, space Earth doesn't exist. Same as like flat earthers. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It seems like like recently I've subscribed to the notion that uh, the Earth is a triangle instead of being flat. So uh, she's now of the opinion that um, anything from space is not Earth. Yeah, but we yeah we end on that little joke and also a beautiful image of the uh, Piandao's little complex there, right on the tip of that mountain range. I think that's beautiful. Oh yeah, that's real beautiful. And speaking of beautiful, I guess I'll give my. Final thoughts for this one first. I, I thought this was a great episode. I love the uh, the student-teacher relationship there. I think that's a really positive one. And kind of coming to Sokka where Sokka's at and appreciating his strengths as a student, not trying to shape him as in his own image like a lot of teachers do try to do. I think that's really uh, yeah, a great great image of what a teacher should be. Um, I think JM do a fantastic job with the animation as they always do that end fight with Sokka in the the little bamboo um, forest, I think was really visually fun. And I like seeing a little bit of a spotlight on Iroh, even though we never hear him speak once. You still see that uh, spirit of the character persevering, even in his uh, imprisonment. So, so a strong, strong outing for book three so far. Agreed. Uh, let's talk about it. So this is, you could say a filler episode, but... Again, did we veer off course from the schedule? Mm, yeah. Yeah, and and a couple little lines here or there might have helped, but it does feel like yep. a big contrast from the last episode where Sokka was going crazy. Oh, we lost a few hours. Oh, it's going to, you know, now we have to get up at six in the morning every day. Yeah, and have to eat breakfast while taking a bathroom break. Yeah. And this one, oh, just lose a whole day, you know, practicing to be a swords master. Uh, let me just scratch out a couple lines in this schedule and we're good to go. And there's the other thing. So I guess I'm just going to give my like worst things or at least things that I was a little bit like, all right, hang on a second. So um, I think Kisu even mentioned how, you know, like the in this show, a lot of the like skills and the teachings, the, 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 the characters learn, like the, the characters are learning. Yes. But... <laughs> I also feel maybe maybe there's a natural talent that Sokka has, but um, again, one day, yeah, one day, and I'm like, okay, hang on a second. If I go tomorrow to like you know the the Hema School in New Westminster or wherever it is, Pit Meadows, um, and I like go to the um, headmaster in charge there and say, all right, let's duel, and he's gonna whip my butt. Like I'm gonna get like cut theoretically, like five ways from Sunday. Like, come on. Like that just, I know, obviously sure. Maybe I could like 
use some of my prior knowledge I have with footwork movement and whatnot in my hand-to-hand combat stuff, but like for pit's sakes, like let's see, like that's the only the problem with like you know serialized television of like mm-hmm. it's well it's a good thing of it where you can t- kind of see like the character grow over time but like one episode like this is the same problem we have with Katara where all of a sudden she's doing things of like that a master should be able to do but she's you know still young and whatnot so it's like i ain't saying that you don't have ambition and whatnot but there's obviously other people who are like you know uh yes people are better than uh, each person but like come on like they won obviously i'm glad they didn't he didn't beat her or beat beat I'm glad Sokka didn't beat Piandao, just like how Katara didn't best Master Paku, but like mm-hmm. even still, it's the actions afterwards where I'm just like, all right, what the hey? And also the same thing like I mentioned before, like the sword, it takes like a few days to craft, like, you know, to 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 craft a weapon. Like not just one day for pit's sake. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course, yeah, the timeline is moved up. Yeah. Yep. Space and time warping around us. It's just like they grinded like that. Yeah. Um but anyways. All aside from that, I did enjoy this episode. Yeah. Uh, I think Robert Patrick did an amazing job. It was a nice little shout out as well to Sifukisu to put him in there. Um, it was nice to see a meteorite be utilized into a sword. I think that was also cool. It was nice to see um, some sword bending in a way. I think uh, I, I definitely like that. And really did like Sokka's image of his like black uh, meteorite sword. I think that was something that influenced me as a kid as well. Or mm. at least influenced me as a teenager when I... Uh, got to finally see the episode or as young adults excuse me as i got to see the episode so uh, i appreciate that and yeah so i guess all that means left is uh now we have we had ang's episode at school we had katara's episode with a village and a factory we have Sokka's episode being a swordmaster. now we gotta get toss episode with whatever she's gonna have <laughs> oh boy i sure hope so yeah and i guess we'll find out uh, yeah as we continue our book three journey this has been yeah, exciting to be here. You know, it's it's exciting and sad at the same time to be at the final season of Avatar Last Airbender. But but I'm looking forward to keep venturing on. And thank you very much for, uh, for coming along with me. Pleasure as always, man. And thank you, everybody, for listening as usual. We appreciate it and hope you're having a good time. Let us know if we can, how we can improve things because we are open to that kind of stuff. And of course, if you would like to be on the show, please. We're always open. Oh, yes. Yeah, we haven't put out that offer in a while. But yeah, we we definitely enjoy having guests on. And we don't have them on f- too often for this show. But I would, I would definitely appreciate some new voices. I mean, we had literally like nobody. Like it's been like two books. Or it's been, like, yeah, it's we... been two books. <laughs> Till next time, go learn some calligraphy and some cartography as well. Uh, Till next time, peace. Peace.